Ahmed, who? Anyone else coming in? Who's there? The doctor is still overseas? Yes. And Mr. K- uh, P- Peter Kameny is also overseas? And maybe they're not aware when the shear is. Or maybe they, don't, they could change their schedule too, for my part. Right? Good. Okay. Kapitel Lamed Beis, Posuk Lamed. So we'll just read a Posuk Chumish. And see what. Hazin. Yeah, Hazin. See what it has to offer. We're going to do the cafe. No, do nothing. Which Posuk? Okay. Posuk Lamed. Echo, Yirdoif, Echod, Elef, Ushnaim, Yonisu. We'll be reading it in the stone edition, yeah? For how could one pursue a thousand and two cause... How do you say that word in English? Myriad. That's 10,000, yeah? Myriad. 10,000, yeah? To flee. How? How could one pursue a thousand and two cause 10,000 to flee? If not, that their rock had sold them out and Hashem had delivered them. Basically, what is he saying? And as Rashi explains, that we're speaking about really what should have been if Yidin would have done what they are meant to do. If we are to do what we're meant to do. So then the blessing would have been the opposite way, right? That one Yid would, a thousand non of the nations would run away from one year, and 10,000 would run away from two years. If you want to speak in an army context, right? Two Israeli soldiers or whatever, right? One Israeli soldier. So then you'd have 10,000 Syrians or Egyptians <coughs> as it was at some stage, right? Wonderful, good. There were miracles as none, six-day war, yeah. right? Good. Yeah, we're not talking about the ex- ex- prisoner exchange now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, listen. Oh, you bet they know the gangsters. Listen here. So, unfortunately, the pasuk says, the pasuk conveys and says, listen. Un- oh, I forgot he's coming. I guess I come to learn, right? Yeah, yeah, Hey, you want to learn or not? What's going on there? Mark, are you disturbing the shear? It's been president, we are. Kayen. Tell him he should know that we're waiting for him. No, he doesn't know nothing. He's all about it. He's up. The president is disturbing the shear, disrupting the shear. So in the beginning I thought it's a So really it's his fault, not yours. He kept Okay, so if you don't mind, open up your stone edition to page 1106. I'm reading the Pasuk. Yeah, so what does the Pasuk say? All right, so basically, so if everything would run, would be normal, right? Would go, uh, the way it should be. So it should be, uh, that's the way it should be. Unfortunately, things turned around, right? And therefore, and that's what the Pesach asks. Eicha, how is it possible that one of the nations should, ten, a thousand years should run away from one of the nations, and ten thousand should run away of two because of two? And the only possible way that can be, says the Pesach, the possible way is because their rock had sold them out. That refers to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the simple definition. I believe Rashi says the same or at least many Mepharshim say so. We'll soon see others translated differently. But at least, yeah. In other words, their strength, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Hashem Hizgiram. And Hashem had delivered them. Now the definition that Hizgiram means delivered Rashi says that is in the old French, and he says it's Pochetti writes it that it's delivered. Deliverately, whatever, which is like an English delivery. Delivered. So Hashem delivered them. In other words, it wasn't really the Koyach. If you see such a thing occurring, it's not the power and the Koyach and the Schus, definitely not, of the nations. It's that Hashem has put us in exile, sent us into exile. Therefore, unfortunately, the situation is the way it is. That's what the Pesach says in the simple definition externally, the way we look at the possible. Um, <coughs> now, I've, uh, after seeing what the Rabbi Chavar says, of course, so there's always a bit of an introduction to see, like some background information to see how different commentaries comment on this possible. 
Now, <clears throat> the, in the Pshat of the Posuk, really, there, not really, in, 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 essentially, in principle, there is a Sifri, Sifri, which is the Halachic Midrash on the, on the Posuk, has something, uh, an interesting statement which the Sifri makes on this Posuk, and we will come to that soon, and, and, and basically that's what the Rogachava will treat. But first, before we come to the Sifri, I've seen that the Malbim, even though in, 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 in his commentary relates to the Sifri, right, he comments on the Sifri, nevertheless, he seems to give a definition and a pshat in the Posuk, and he seems to, it seems to follow uh, uh, with also, more or less, with the Pirush and the commentary of the Meshach Chochmah, Rabmeir Simcha of Dvinsk in the Meshach Chochmah, and Parshas Ahazinu. Uh, the, the Malbim says, for instance, and he says, he says, how is this possible? Of course, in Golos, Hashem sends the Jewish people uh, into Golos to atone for their sins, for their wrongdoings, etc. Therefore, they're sent into exile. And uh, um, that's the meaning of Tzura Mechora. Hashem has, so, so to speak, uh, sold them. But of course, Hashem got nothing in return. The nations didn't give Hashem a pay, pay anything for it. It's just uh, Hashem... Uh, Hashem, uh, it, the, the, the Jewish people, uh, uh, it just affects the Jewish people in a sense that they're sold out there. But the Hashem is Gira. So even though one can worry, one should worry that it, being in the <coughs> exiles, they'll get caught up and, and affected by what the exile has to offer, because they're out of their country, out of their land, and within the midst of the, between the nations. So it says in the post, the Hashem his girum. His girum, he translates, doesn't mean he delivered them to the exile, to the nations. His girum means he basically buffered them. He protected them. Like it says by the Mabul, by Yizger Hashem Ba'ado, that by the Teva Hashem closed the door on behalf, on, for, for, on behalf of Noyach, that Noyach should remain protected by the Teva. So that's by Yizger Hashem Ba'adoi. The same way too, Hashem, his girum, Hashem, so to speak, protects them in the Golos that they shouldn't go astray and they shouldn't really get annihilated, etc. In the Golos. And the, the Golos should just bring the, do, the, do the right thing for them so that we should be the right medicine, the right, uh, the right potent. But nothing, it shouldn't overdo it. That's the his girum, he protects them. Uh, and the, 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 the Meshechochma just adds some flavor to that. He brings from a medrash. The medrash says, well, according to his definition, it seems, and the way I understand, uh, they, they, they explain what the, uh, the Meshechochma says, Suram would, literally means the rock, but Suram wouldn't Dafka have to refer, relate to HaKadosh Baruch, to Hashem, it refers to Avraham Avinu, because we find in the verse it says, Habitu el Tzur Chutzaftem. Look back to your ancestry, which is like the rock, the premise for where for all the descendants. And that refers to Avram Avinu. Where it says in the Medrash that Hashem tells Avram Avinu, uh, prophesied, Avram Avinu, yes, sees in the, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him uh, that what will be with, your, with, the, with the Jewish nation in the future, and Hashem gives him the option of either the Jewish people which need atonement will either go to Gehenom, right, to Gehenom, or they will go to the exile to have atonement. So Avram Avinu chooses for the Jewish people the exile rather than the Gehenom, and he explains, the Meshachach Rabbi Simcha explains why does he choose it that way, because the, 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 the exile is in this world, which is only temporary, but the Gehenom is in the world to come, which is permanent. It's Nitzchi. Right, that's spiritual and nitzchi, etc. He chose Dafka something which is merely temporary, and that is in this world. And he says, let them be in exile rather than go to the gain. So Avram Avinu. So he says, Kiash. So when Hashem makes this deal with Avram, it's kitsurom mechorom. It refers to Avram. Avram, so to speak, causes that they should be sold to the nations, go to exile. Okay, the the Hashem hisgirom. Says the Meshachachma, but the fact is that you know there are many levels in exile, and the Golus Bovel says the Gemara is the most harshest of all the Golias, of all the exiles, and therefore Akadosh Baruch was afraid that Eden will just not be able to cope in that Golus. So for that, the Jewish people need special divine providence, that Hashem should especially take care of them. So that's the meaning of the Hashem is Giram, that Hashem, like, like the Malbim says, Hashem basically protects them by Yisgar Hashem, and them fences them in, so to speak, that they shouldn't 
get so caught up and, and drawn down by the Golos and influenced by the Golos, they should be able to cope because of the special divine providence. And that's the reason why the Chazal say, says the Meshachachma, Golu lebovel shechina imayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, goes along with the Jewish people into the exile in order for them, so to speak, to hold their hand, to protect them, that they should remain sane in the exile. So that's the general definition with the Pesach. It has nothing to do with the Sifri. Now let me read for you a section of the Sifri. And I'll tell you what, they, what some of the uh, uh, Beforeshim commentaries wo- seem to want to comment. Don't say much, but okay. The Sifri says as follows. Rabbi Yehuda Ish Tiv'on Oimer. On this verse, he quotes the Posuk, Imloi Kitsuram Bechoram Vashem Ezgirom, like we just read. And he says, Moshul Leyechod, and he says, this is, gives a, makes, he says a parable. This is like, in other words, the Pasuk tells us that Hashem is not like this case. What case? If someone sell, sells this individual as a slave, he says, I'm selling to you an Evet Kiri. What does Kiri mean? So they refer the Zayis Ran on the Mogan Avram and his commentary on the Yalkut Shemoni and also all the other commentaries of the Sifri refers to, refer us to a Gemara in the Sichta Chulin, Tafkuf Lametes, if I recall correctly, which means, Evet Kiri means a, a servant which should be treated like a master. Don't just mistreat him. So he, he sells this, this, this servant and he says, you know, I don't want you to mistreat him. Okay, so it says in the, in the, in the, in the Sifri, a fellow says, tells his friend, I'm selling you this on condition that you don't mistreat him, you don't overwork him, right? You just work him, don't work him to the, yeah, just with, uh, in a limited fashion. That's, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not so. Aval Anisaz Hashem, I, when I sold the Jewish people in the exiles to the nations, Mechreini miyad umazgireini miyad. I, I, the sale is immediate and binding immediately. They're, they're locked. There's no conditions made. No conditions set. They're sold and that's it. We'll soon explain what that means. And listen to the continuations, to the, the continuous statement. Hashem says, I sell them like tmeim biyatahoyim. Like those who are impure to those who are pure. Tamei with like Tamei Biatarim is in the case of uh, in the, by uh, Hanukkah we say in our prayers, right? In the Alanisi. Kitmei, Hashem says, I sell them, sell them Kitmei Biatarim. And then he, the, the Sifri concludes, Uminayin Shein Mazna. Why do we refer to the Jewish people as Tamei? Right? They're Tamei. Says, the, listen to what the Sifri says, Uminayin Shein Mazgirim El From where do we derive? That though it says in the Posik that they're locked up. Hashem is masgir them. They're chained, they're delivered. They're in, 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 gated in, so to speak, right? And fenced in. Masgir, so ger, locked in, right? Uminayin says the sefri shein, masgir in elotmein. That we can find only those who are tomei. Shenemer, it says in the Posik. Which Posik? In Parsha, Sazri and Betzer. Vehizgir hakoyen esanega shivasyom. The koyen, koyen, yeah. The koyen confines the nega, right? Confines the neva, nega for seven days. So just as we find that the koyen confines his gear, right? He, he confines the nega, the, the leper, whatever, leprosy, whatever, right? For the, the skin disease for seven days. So we find the expression of hasgoras, which is the posakev Hashem, his girom. Therefore, we refer to the Jewish people as tmeim. So Hashem sells the Jewish people as Tmeim to Tahirim into exile to Tahirim. We don't know who the Tahirim are yet. Okay, to Tahirim, officially they're the nations, but anyway. Yeah, and the Tmeim, who are they? We identify the Jewish nation as Tmeim, like the Koyin locks up the fellow who has the skin disease. No. Okay, that's what the Sifri says. You have to understand the Sifri is not just like the Medrash Rabbah. It is in a sense also, uh, uh, in, in a, to a degree, a Halachic Midrash. And therefore, most of the statements, even though they don't seem, they seem to be merely allegoric and the like, midrashic, nevertheless, uh, for those who have the know-how, will, will, will uh, uh, pluck out or read, or, in. Or read in right to the text of the Sifri, 
how it alludes to a certain halachic statement and the like. And of course, the Rogat Shabbat does it in a most novel uh, fashion here in this case. But let me just, pardon? Do you refer to Torah? Are they nations or Egyptians? We'll talk all about it. We'll soon see exactly what we're talking about. Now, just to appreciate what the Rogat Shabbat says, let me just tell you what others say. Now, in truth, the Sefer Toldois Odom of the Sefri, who was one of the Gdoli Amiforshim on the Sefri, doesn't have much to say. Kimat, Machtech Nishvistik, from all the, 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 the details, uh, you know, introduced in the Sefri. And basically, he says, listen, because the Jewish people were sent into exile because they didn't keep Hashem's Torah, so they desecrated Hashem's name. And the rule is, by desecration of Hashem's name, we basically take care of him immediately. We don't let him just hang around for the desecrator of Hashem's name, so we really get down and judge him immediately. That's the rule. The same applies, so basically that's what we're saying, that's what we identify with the nega, with the, le- the fellow who has leprosy, with the skin disease. Why? Because there's a halacha in the Rambam, a perikud aleph, that when someone who has this problem with his skin approaches the koyin and he says, koyin, I'm a Torah, tome, the koyin is... Not allowed to tell him, you know, go and come back later. He has to take, partake with him immediately. So because there's a halach of that, the coin has to partake with his fellow, with his nega. Immediately, that's why the Sufri says, the Yid who sends, is sent into exile, so to speak. A fellow who is like sent out of the, the machna, out of the camp, sent away into exile, because he hasn't fulfilled Hashem's word, that he has, he's like uh, juxtaposed, identified to this fellow as the nega, so it has to be done immediately. So it's not like the fellow who sells his slave and just makes conditions with him. Hashem says, I sell the Jewish people immediately. So he gives this general, so to speak, uh, uh, um, parallel to nega, but he doesn't explain the de- in detail the details and the specifics uh, which are highlighted in the Sifri. Um, Mm, the, the Sefer Sifri de Beira from Rabdovit Pardo, which we mention him frequently, Gmidole uh, Svorad, who is the Mechaber of the Sefer Chazde David on the Tosefte, yeah, and wrote many, very many other Svorim, okay, no biography, not much of a biography now, okay, not like Shabbos, okay, so, uh, yeah, so he says interestingly, he already goes into more to the detail, and he says as follows. He says, listen, when a fellow has a servant at home, but the servant didn't behave correctly in a fine way, his master, whatever, he's a servant, he's a mensch. So the master says to the servant, you talk a fine guy, but I'm selling you as a slave. I treated you like a mensch, right? You're, you're a servant of mine. But I'm going to sell you to somebody who won't treat you like the way I treated you. And the reason why is because, so to speak, to penalize him. To, get, to teach him a lesson. So he sells him to this, as a slave, but he makes a condition, says the, so the mentor says, you know, the only way that fellow who he's being enslaved by won't really make him work hard labor is only if you make a condition with this, at the sale, time of the sale. If you don't make any condition, he'll kill that guy and he'll work him to the bone. Okay? So basically, even though he's a fine guy, he says in order for the, to be, ensure that the, 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 the fellow he's selling it to, right? The buyer shouldn't enslave him with hard labor. He must take out this condition. He must say at the time of you know, the condition uh, that it's, it's binding to, uh, with the sale, that uh, it's a clause on the sale that only if you treat him like a master. That's the meaning of what it says. A person tells uh, this, the, the, the buyer, I'm selling you the slave that you should treat him like a master. You shouldn't enslave him with hard labor. If he doesn't take out this condition with him, he'll kill the guy and work him to the bone. But Hashem is different. Hashem doesn't have to make any conditions. Hashem, even though he sold the Jewish people as slaves, so to speak, so to speak, right? Without conditions, he can control it. He doesn't have to make conditions with the nations. He'll take care of it himself. For Hashem, he's Giro, it says in the Apostle. Hashem takes care of it. And basically, the Sifri the Rav says that the, the Medrash is out to explain, the Sifri is out to explain the twofold expression, the double expression. It says, on the one hand, Kitsuram Mechorom, he sells them, and then it says, Vahashem is Giro. And then it says, why doesn't it say, Kitsuram Mechorom, Vihiz Giro? We're all relating to Hashem. Why do we need Vahashem is Giro? And also, we're talking about selling. Jewish, the Jewish people sending them into exile. You use the term Hashem. Hashem is the expression of Hashem's, the way Hashem expresses his mercy upon the Jewish people. That's the Yud Kei Vavke. That's the, the, the shame of uh, Shem Havaya. 
So that's the Vahashem is Giram. We're talking about selling them as slaves. What do we say? Vahashem is Giram. So basically, that's what the Sivirudi Baruch says. Hashem says that, you know, I'm going to send them into exile in such a way that without well, enough to make any conditions, I'll look after them. Hashem is Giram. What does his Giram mean? He says, yeah, just like the Nega, his tummy, the fellow who has the leprosy, right? His tummy has to be sent out of the, out the, out of the camp. I will sell the, send the Jewish people into exile and they will be treated like they are tummy. And I'm going to implement that. They'll call the Jew dirty Jew. They'll say the Yidna Tame. They will relate and treat the Jews as Tame. So, therefore, that is a bracha for them. Even though that separate them. Number one, that will secure that the ones they are enslaved by, by the nations, the nations would rather keep away from them, let them live in their, in their, in, in their, in their, in their, whatever you call it, their ghetto, so to speak. But we don't want to have anything to do with them, number one. So, therefore, there will be less hard labor. Number one, no, halavai, amen. And number two, that would also be a reminder for the Jewish person. Because if the, the guy calls the Jew dirty Jew, the dirty Jew will keep away from the guy. So dafke, by this, that Hashem, that's the Hashem is gira. Hashem is closing them off like the Mitzorah is closed off. But it's closing the roof that will protect them. It's the Bahashem is Giram. It's the Midas Arachamim in the Din, which will actually protect them. So even though the non-Jew, like he brings different verses where the non-Jew, it says in the Eichel, where unfortunately the Eden and exile are called Tomei, Suru, Tomei, they're referred to as impure, etc. And therefore the nations keep away from them. Dafka, that's a brocha in, in, uh, in disguise. Okay. He doesn't go into the fine wording. Again, he just identifies it in a general way. Beseder, uh, not bad. He's the farthest I saw he goes closest to the Rogachavim, so to speak. But quite Pshatov and nice. Good. Hurt what the Rogachavim is The Rogachavim tells us as follows. He also makes an issue that here it says, Hashem his Girom. And we identify it to a person who has the skin disease, who is a Mitzorah Muzgar. In Parsha Sazri and Mitzorah, we learn about two types of Mitzorah. There is a Mitzorah Muchlot and a Mitzorah Muzgar. A Mitzorah Muchlot is a confirmed Mitzorah. A Mitzorah Muzgar is a confined Mitzorah. When it is obvious, according to the signs of the skin, etc., right? The way it's enumerated, it's, it's specified in the Chumash. Where it's obvious to the Koyen that it is a Negat Saras, so immediately he becomes a Mitzurah Mukhlet. He is immediately confirmed as a Mitzurah. Or he can be a Mitzurah after the Hezger, after he's confined, after the first week. And after the first week of confinement, right? Of quarantine, depend, depending on what Chumash you're looking at. He's put, put in quarantine, right? Placed in quarantine. And uh, yeah, conf- uh, confinement or whatever. Solitary confinement or confinement, however. It's a question if it's asked to be solitary. Solitary means he's alone, right? So we once discussed if the Mitzurayim can be together or the Mitzurayim also have to be separate. You recall that? Yeah, anyway, we'll, we may just talk about it again, Shabbos. It all depends on how things go. Okay, we're going on. Beseda is Becholoifim. So then we, so after the seven days, when he's confined, he may end up being confirmed, depending on what happens with that, with that, uh, with that nega, how that leprosy, that disease looks, if it spreads, etc., how the Torah says what's supposed to happen, right? Okay. Uh, or after the second week, there's a second week of confinement, if there's no change, depending on all the halakas, all specified in the Chumash. So there's a Metzorah Mukhlet and there's a Metzorah Muzgler. Okay. We find here that we're identifying the Yidin to a Metzorah Muzgler. Not to a Mitzurah Mukhlat, right? Not to a confirmed Mitzurah. The Yidin and Golas are merely a confined Mitzurah. They are a Mitzurah which is Muzgar. It says in the Chumash. Because what is the basis of the Sifri Bechlau? To, to draw parallels to a Mitzurah. It's on the Vahashem Hizgira, correct? Which based on that, he says it's like... And where do we find that a Tomei is confined, Right? 
Where do we find it? We find a tummy is confined. Like it says, Hashem closes off, the coin closes, uh, confines the Mitzurah, right? So we're dealing only with the Mitzurah, which is confined, not the Mitzurah, which is confirmed. Okay. Now this is a very important factor by the Rogachov God. And listen to what he says. First he introduces for us, and analyzes for us, and shows for us the extreme uh, uh, extreme differences, the, the, the mamish, the paradoxically, that mamish, the total extremes between the extreme between a Mitzurah Mukhlet and a Mitzurah Muzgar. Even though the halacha is, the Mishnah Lamelech says in the beginning of the 12th uh, Perik of Hilchas Tumas Tzaras and the Rambam, that they're both Osur Bahano. And that is, in other words, Excuse me, this halacha applies, Mitzurah Muzgar and Mitzurah applies, we're talking, up to this point, we're talking about the human being. Adam, sorry. But there is a leprosy, there's this disease for the garments, and also for the home, right? So these halachas, this Mitzurah Muchlet, confirmed and confined, applies both to the Adam, to the person, it applies both to the garments, and it applies also to the house. And all the different stages and all the different protein mentioned of the Chumash. Okay, now the halacha is, let's, basically, he, well, his big, the main issue deals with the garment. Because he will bring to our attention the halacha is in relation to the garment. But really some of them also express themselves in relation to, to people. But in general, or to houses. But in general, it's the Mitzurah Muzgar and Muchlet. I went on to, to, to bring to your attention what it says in the Mishnah Lamelech. The Mishnah Lamelech says, the halacha is, let's take a beggar, right? The beggar. Right, the garment. So the garment, it can be either confirmed as, as, uh, as containing the nega and confined as containing the nega. The rule is that even before it's confirmed as containing the nega, it is osur bahano. One is prohibited to derive any benefit from it. It has to be closed off. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the Torah says clearly that when we have a garment and it is confirmed as a nega, Says the Torah, you have to burn the garment. You burn it. That's the halach. It's hundred percent. You have to burn it. Now, there are extreme. We see the halachas were mamish opposite one from another. The halachas are very. They're very severe when it comes to a mitzvah muklet, and not especially by a mitzvah muzgar. Even though, like I mentioned, they're both osur bahano. You have to keep refrain from deriving benefit to using. Or, or, or appreciating the, the baguette until it's confirmed that it's Tor. Until the coin says Tor. Um, the Rogachara tells us Bechlal, the Tumas Negoi, Nega, which therefore it's sent out of the Machna, etc., etc., all the Gimel Machnas, all the three camps, right? Out of the Machna Yisroel, sent out not just from the Machna Shechina, not just from the Machna Levia, but also from the Machna Yisroel, right? All of the three Machnas, is because it's Tumor is severe. It's a severe tumor. Now, even though it seems to be external, it's on the skin, right? And it's merely on the surface of the house or on the garment. Nevertheless, it brings to our attention The Gemara says in relation to garments, says the Gemara that where is this tumor come from? Says the Gemara, it's not because it's contracted anything. It's coming from an external, there's an external cause for it. It's coming from within. From within. The leather itself developed this problem. Because the halach is, it's either a garment from wool or leather or linen, etc., right? So it's the, the garment itself developed this problem. The Rogachavar takes out from that a criteria in halacha. Listen to this. In other words, the Gemara is basically describing, the Gemara deals with, if it's dealing with hard leather or soft leather, says the Gemara, any type of leather which contains a nega is soft. Because in the area where the nega is, it's softened. Why is it softened? Because it comes within from the actual garment. It's developed. It's not coming from any other, other cause because of the, 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 the weather or anything else like that. It's big time. So the Rabbi Trevor says, this is like a tumah hayoitzas migufa. You know, there's certain tumas haguf. If a person touches, comes in contact with a corpse, the dead corpse, he becomes tumah. But there's a different level of tumah if the tumah comes from his own body, right? There's certain semen and the like, right? Which is a tumah hayoitzas migufa, right? Yes? Azov, 
I'll carry different, right? Different halochas, different whatever, where the, the, the development of the tumor is coming from his own body. And then there is a tumor which he contracts, is contracted from something external. The tumor yotzas begufoy is a severe tumor and carries with it many different severe major halochas, which is not found by the one which is tumor, which is co- contracted from, from something external. Says the Rokachover, because the Gemara says that the, the mega is developed from the garment, right? And we know this is the din of tumas nigoim, so it has a criteria of tuma hayotzas migufoy. It's equated with the tumor, with the severity of tumor, which is becoming from the goof. It has, it's a severe tumor. And therefore, he, we once discussed this, and he, but he goes on to say this. He says that's where the rule is. When the Gemara says, says for instance, a, a king, a king or a, a koyen, according to the Rogachover, a koyen, who was only a koyen who became a koyen goddard, for instance, by just, he didn't, wasn't anointed. If a Kohen Gadol becomes, there are two ways a Kohen Gadol becomes a Kohen Gadol. With the anointing oils, or when the anointing oils didn't exist, so by just dressing him with the eight priestly garments, he becomes a Kohen Gadol. Okay? That's the way he's appointed. So the, says the Rokhachov going, the Gemara asks, a Moshiach Shalitzterah, a Moshiach, that means a Kohen Gadol, who becomes a Metzorah, right? Contracts leprosy, this skin disease. So the question is, is he, he's not functioning, right? He has to be sent out of the Machna. Is he then allowed to marry a widow? We know a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry a widow. Okay? The Gemara concludes that he's not allowed to marry a widow. But a coin Merub of Godin, a, a coin who wasn't anointed, he was just, he became a coin Godel by uh, giving him these additional garments. So, right, so he becomes a coin Godel. Nevertheless, if he can't conquer the Rogachover Godin, if he becomes a Matsura, he will become a coin Godel only after, after he, oh, the leprosy leaves him, right? And he's purified and he becomes tired. He has to then be reappointed. A coin Moshiach Shanitzura will not have to be reappointed. But a Kohen Merub of God will have to be reappointed. Why? Because the, what the Tsaras is something within his system. So he basically transforms him. Changes with Tzias. It changes his home with So in order for him to be a Kohen God, he has to be reappointed. But the Kohen Moshiach has, because he was anointed with the oils, that's a mechanism which protects him. It protects his essence, right? And that is an everlasting protection for him. And that's a for, an everlasting uh, formula to protect him. And therefore it reaches to his essence that there's no way that transformate, that could cause transformation. In other words, that negates, it cancels out. It's like an antibiotic, if you want to look at it that way, right? That the, and that's why we once discussed that the, even the, the Koyen Godel, after Tchiyas Mason won't have to be, be re-anointed because the anointing which was initially made remains on his soul, so to speak, forever and ever. He wouldn't have to be re-anointed so the Rogachover brings from a Sifri, whatever. Okay. The Vortis, what am I trying to say? So he, try, he brings to our attention that the Tsaras is something which causes a, an uproar in the whole system in his essence, right, to a degree. All right? Unless he has this formula, this mechanism which protects him. That's where you're going to go. But then he goes on to say, you know, there's a difference between a, a, a musgur and a muchlet, a metzorah muchlet and a metzorah musgur. The metzorah muchlet, because he was confirmed a metzorah, it totally engulfs him, right? It's coming from within his system, but he becomes totally encompassed and it engulfs his whole metzias, his whole body. And therefore he's muchlet, he's confirmed as a metzorah. A metzorah musgur, right, is only confined, so therefore it only ex- it affects his external being, Right? But his essence remains unaffected. That's the difference between a Mitzrayim Muzgur and a Mitzrayim Muchot. Which based on that, the Rogachover explains, that's his analysis of it. And based on that, he explains, uh, I mean, if you want to call it, it's like he's explaining it like uh, chemically or like, uh, I don't know how you say it, or, or scientifically, right? In a way. The way we explained it, I think you get it, yeah? Okay, fine. Nicholas, he goes on to say, he says, with this I understand many halachas. He says, the rule is, listen, that a koyin muchlet, a nega, right? Take a, take a nega the, the, on the beged. The same applies by the beged. The beged, when it is muchlet, right? When it is conf- confirmed as a nega, the halach is as follows. That if it gets mixed up in, with other garments, right? The rule is that even if it gets mixed up with thousands of garments, you can't even pick it out. The halach is, there's a rule of bitl. 
Bittle nullification. There's a rule in the Torah that any or any prohibition which gets mixed up with heter, so there are different measures, but if it's a majority, or if it's 60, or if it's 100, or 200, etc., right? Or even 1,000. The different numbers mentioned, right? So each prohibition has its measure, which it becomes nullified. But all isuri become bottle. Every every isur becomes bottle and heter becomes nullified and heter. The rule is that a beged, a nega, a beged which has an hit nega, which was muchlet, is a filu be'elef alofim like bottle. Will never become bottle. Don't think it doesn't become nullified. And the Rabbi Chover explains why doesn't it become nullified. The rule would be that if you have, or whatever, let's not go into too many details. It's getting mamish late, it's good, we'll finish 9 o'clock. Okay, why? He says, listen, you know why? He says, this in itself that I say that it becomes, the mixture becomes allowed after it's mixed up, right? Is proof that there's some hope for it, right? But he says, because it was mukhlet, it shows that it's, I'm sorry, rotten. It's engulfed to the core. So all of it is really together nega. Has a criteria of nega on it. There's no hope for it. It's mukhlet. It's totally engulfed, encompassed. There's no, there's not even a minutest detail of it. Now the rule is, what do you do with a nega on a beget, right? You have to burn it. Guess what? The Mishnah says, in Mesech Tzmura, and Toysvitz explains, kol hanisrofin afron muter. Anything which the Torah says you have to burn it, you may derive benefit from its ashes. And Toysvitz explains why. Take chametz. Torah says you have to burn your chametz. But the rule is, after you've burnt the chametz, due to the fact that whatever was burnt was totally transformed, it's a different mitzis. Good. That's the right word you just said. It's a different mitzis. So therefore you can derive benefits from the ashes. And Tosfus explains, because the Torah says, this is what you should do with it. So Tosfus says, nasas mitzvah. Because the mitzvah was done with the thing, you've performed the mitzvah, you've fulfilled the mitzvah. So therefore it's a different mitzis. The Torah explains in Tanya and length, when something is burnt, the ashes are different mitzis. Good. Guess what? The rule is, according to the Rokachavar at least, and so is Mefurish in the Tosefta and Yerushalmi, the Menachas Chinuch differs, because he didn't see the Tosefta in the Yerushalmi. The Menachas Chinuch learns that the same goes for a Beged, which is Mukhlet, right? With a Nega, the Torah says, burn it. You may derive benefit from the ashes. You can treat the ashes like all other prohibitions where Torah obliged you to burn and consume and fire. So all of those things, you can do whatever you want with the ashes. Hetri, you can do whatever you want with the ashes. But the Rokhachavah brings, and so other Achmerim also, but the Rokhachavah brings up the Sefta and Yerushalmi, where it's in, the, in Arla, where it says, Mefurish, that you cannot do anything with the Eifer of the Nega, which was Mukhlut. Nothing doing. Can't use it. You know why, says the Rokhachavah? You just, that was the answer. You know what he says? He says, so the Rokhachavah says, you know why? Because the Torah says, it has to be Ayin. It's not good enough, it becomes another mitzis. It's not that nice mitzis. Bitalayish. No, bital mitzis. They can't even not do it, but that's still something. So the something's no good. We don't even want, we want ayin. Nullo everything. Vacuum. Empty. Nothing. How do you get rid of it? It's not a different mitzis. No, you can't use it. You can't use it. That's why you can't use it. You get it? That's where you can't use it. So basically, it's like Avodah Zorah. The halach is by Avodah Zorah, where Torah says, burn the Avodah Zorah, the idol. There too, the Torah says, you can't use the ashes. Why can't you use the ashes? It's a different mitzvah. Because Torah says over there, lo yidbak ma'umo. You're not allowed to even use anything of it. So even though it's a different mitzvah, but it's still of it. So here too, because says the Rokh I found it in the seven of the Yerushalm. What do we see from this? That a, a, a Mitzorah Mukhlet, right? A Beged, which is Mukhlet, which is confirmed Mitzorah, right? So it has, it affects it, so to speak, throughout to the core. That's why that even after you burn it, it, it you can't even use the Eifer. The Eifer is also not allowed. Also not allowed. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu's intent is, you should get rid of it in total. It shouldn't be ex- non-existent. Non-existent. Right? Not just a different Mitzis. No Mitzis. Ayin. That's the lotion of the Rogi Chover in one of his responses. Ayin. And that's why he can't use the Eifer. Okay? He says, now I understand why the whole rule of nullification doesn't apply. Because nullification, it'll only, it's still in existence, it's just a different Mitzis, right? It just changes the form and fashion. 
Right? That's why the uh, concept of nullification works. So it says, something is nullified in a hundred, a thousand, excuse me, in a hundred, or two hundred, or in sixty, or a majority, etc. Right? But it's nullified. To say that it becomes, oh, it's it's still there. It's just a different metzies, right? It becomes a metzies shall happen. But it's a metzies. But when I, because the halacha is that you can't appreciate the afer, that proves for us that Hashem wants it should become non-existent, that's why the halacha of nullification doesn't apply. That's all by something which is confirmed. But a begin which is merely musgur, right? Merely confined. The halacha is dafkenatsa. If it becomes mixed up with others, it becomes mutter. The halacha of nullification applies. All the rules of nullification applies. Even though it's asur bahana, but you don't have to burn it. And that's exactly that reason. Itaka remains. You're not allowed to derive any benefit as long as it's confined. But nevertheless... The rules of nullification applies, and the Rambam says, Mefurish and Hilchas, Hilchas Tumas Mitzoras, Hilchas Tumas Saras, Perikut Gimel. That's we are so in one halacha, I think it's halacha Yudalef. He says that, uh, that uh, nullification doesn't apply by Muchlet, but it applies by Muslim. It's a Mishnah at the end of the Sechten Negoim, Perikut Aleph. It's a Mishnah. Okay. There are another two cases where by musgur it works, by, by confined, where the begot, where the garment is confined, it works, and if it's confirmed, it's not, it doesn't work. Listen to this. The rule is as follows. Two cases, three cases actually. If, the rule is that in order for the garment to, to contract nega, right, to become an atomic benigoyim, the rule is that it has to be at least, uh, it has to have a, 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 a halachic definition of begot. The halachic definition of beged is that it's three finger widths. Right? <coughs> so the gimelets boys by gimelets boys, okay? The finger breaths or finger widths, I don't know how you say that in English. Okay, okay. So the rule is once a, a beged, a garment has become <coughs> confirmed, you can cut it up and shred it, it's not going to help. For sure not. But a, a beged, musgur, a beged which is confined, right? Even though you're not allowed to derive benefit, if you shred it, it's mutter. It's a Mishnah in the section of going. Say Perikadala. Because the begot becomes, in other words, yes, that allows it. In other words, the Rogachana brings to our attention, look, there are ways where you can get rid of the tumor, even though it's still tummy. If it's confined, it's tummy. It's also Bahamo. Nevertheless, if you shred it, it's okay. There are other two cases. Listen to this. The rule is. That by all these halachas, we learn in Chumash don't apply to non-Jews. Not nige odom, not nigoim in relation to the person's skin, not nige bgodi, a goy who owns garments. If there's a nega, not applicable, null and void, it has no terrorist nega on it, does not tame. And also nige batim, the nigoim and batim, even though there is a nega, there's no halacha of nega there, never becomes tame. This is all derived from Sukim. So all the halachas of the Goyim are only by Yidna, not by Goyim. Why would we think otherwise? They're Psukim. Psukim. You need Psukim to teach us. Maybe that. In other words, there'll be enough communists if you buy a baguette from a Goyim and he has an egg on it. If you buy a, a house yes. from a Goyim, he has an egg on it. The question is, we have to take it into consideration or not? So it depends. It will depend, etc., on all these halachas. But there are halachas. Psukim teaching us that it doesn't apply. Okay, we're finishing. Hello? Good. Now, in Tosefte, that's what it says in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says in the Sechon Negoim Perigidah that the Halachas of Negoim don't apply by all these. Okay. Now, it says in Tosefte there are another two ways of undoing Negoim, making a negator. Of course, the, the standard way is the coin says Tor. But even whilst it's confined, it can become Tor. How? Listen. If you sell the garment to a guy. Guess what? There's another halacha. If you have a garment which is not white, it's not white. It's not white. A colored garment, right? A colored garment, a dyed garment. Either naturally dyed, natural dyed leather, or, or, or dyed. The halacha, well, it depends on the leather. There are different opinions about the leather. But let's talk about a regular garment, right? A wool. So if it's either dyed, etc., or naturally dyed, depending on what the color of the wool is, right? It's all white. Anyway, you have said it. So the rule is that the nega is not binding when it comes to, to dyed wool or to, or, to, or to discolored wool, right? It has to be white. That's the halacha. So says the deceptive is another way of undoing a nega. If you, if you dye it, if you dye it, 
Okay, got it. I'm finishing. Here we go. So the Rogachover says, look at the difference of the contrast between a mukhlet and a musgur. By a mukhlet, there's no way if you die, it'll become mutter. Because once it becomes mukhlet, it's confirmed, it has, you have to burn it. And you can't even appreciate the ashes, etc., etc., all of that. And you can't nullify it, etc., etc. So there's no way you can die, there's no way you start to go, you can breast a cup and you can do nothing with it. Right? Except a mutzer musgur, right? And begged, which is only confined. So then there are ways that you could be mafkia the tumor. You can release the tumor even without the condensing tar. Diet or sell it to a guy. Says the Rogichova, that's shot in this puzzle. Listen to this. Hakodesh Baruchu. Now, what did we just learn? Hakodesh Baruchu says in the puzzle, Kitsura Mechoram. So there's a way if you sell the item which has a nega, right? To a guy. The, it purifies it, right? And the, and the tumor is released. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says as follows. Now, the, the fact is that this halacha is clearly written in the Sefta by a garment and not by people, right? And not by houses, right? And by houses is a discussion all about that. But nevertheless, the Rogat takes this principle, this Yisod, this halacha, this Sefta, which is a Pesach halacha in the Rambam. The Rambam paskans that way. In the Tumor that if you take a, a, a confined, not a confirmed, but a confined garment, which is, which is tome, and it's also no, and you, you dye it, or you sell it to the non-Jew, it becomes tohor. Mamish pure, no shyness. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? HaKadosh, now, we just explained another thing. A yid, the Rogachover explains it, not shaykh to become, a yid sins, right? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, describes the Jew as a metzora. In other words, he's sent it to exile. He's sent out of the camp. Right? He sent it out of the Machlis Royal. The whole of the Machlis Royal goes into the exile. But are they regarded, so we identify, we juxtapose them to Mitzurah, right? But there's no way that a Yid can be a Mitzurah Mukhlet. There's no way. Because a Jew, in essence, the Rabbi Chavah says it clear. He brings, it says in the post, Kodesh Yisroel Hashem. And it doesn't say Kadosh Yisroel Hashem. Right? He brings a Rashi. No Rashi. Kodesh means that in, it's essential, it's integral. In essence, the Yid is Kodesh. Like the coin god was anointed with his anointing oils. So it becomes, that's so to speak, the, the antibiotic to the, to the tzaras. The same goes for every yid, in essence, in his soul. He is Kodesh Yisrael Hashem. A yid is Kodesh Hashem. You can do what you want, bring a cup of fun, try what you like. A yid remains a yid. So there's always that pure, that Kodesh, that in essence, that is Kodesh. So there's no way he can be a Mitzorah Mukhlit. There's no way a yid should be able to become a confirmed Mitzorah. The farthest what can be on a yid, that if he sins and he needs atonement, that he's a confinement, sir, right? I mean, he needs atonement for that. He has to become Torah. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends the yids in Eden in exile, and he identif- they're identified to a Metzer Muzgur. But no more than that. That's why it says in the Pesach, V'Hashem Hizgira. Says this Sifri, what does V'Hashem Hizgira mean? That the Jewish people in exile are like the Metzer who is a Muzgur. Right? Because there's no way, like we explained, that this it should permeate their, their soul, their essence, that they should become a Mitzurah, right? A leopard. Yeah, it's only external, merely, merely. It's only in a form that is what? Conf- confined and not confirmed. The Mela, therefore, that's why it says in the Sifri that we identify them to Tmeim, their Tomeh, right? They need atonement, right? They have to be told that they're Tor. But there are other ways of means of making them Tor. They can be sold to the God. So the Pesach says, Imloi, the reason why, what's going, you know why they are in Golos and they're, so to speak, they're coping in Golos and they're alive in Golos and how are they sent away in Golos and in what status are, do, are they, do they find themselves in Golos? What is their mindset in Golos? Hashem was Mechorom. Tzurom was Mechorom. They were sold. They were sold to the nations. And why were they sold to the nations? What was Hashem's intent? Because Hashem is Giram, Hashem defined them as a Mitzurah Muzgur. And because Hashem defined them as a Mitzurah Muzgur, as a confined Mitzurah, therefore He wanted that Tzoraz to be atoned for. How do you atone for it? How do you repair it? How do you retire it? How do you cleanse it? By selling him to the Goy. So by sending him to the exiles, to the Goyim, to the nations, that cleanses them from the Tzoraz. Very beautiful. So that's why it says in this free. That it's like the Tmeim who are sold to the Tahirim. A Goy is a Tahir, and a Yid is a Tahir. But we're talking about Negat Soras. There's no din of Negat Soras by a Goy. In relation
relation to Negatoras, they're Tahor. The Negatoras only affects the Yid. The Yid becomes Tomeh. A God doesn't become Tomeh. With his Gdusha, this Tumah. But there's no Gdusha, there's no Tumah. But Mela, that's why it says that this is free. Uminayin she'en mazgirim. Hashem says, I'm going to sell them. Kitmeyim biyatahorim. But that's a beneficial thing. I'm going to sell them like they are muzgur. Biyatahorim in order that should cleanse them. And they become tor. Uminayin she'en mazgirim nelotmeyim. We bring for the heads. You're like, okay, so that's the general chat of the Rogachover, which is phenomenal. It's just mamish niflo, very interesting. It's just his perspective and how he puts things together. Now, I, just from another text of the Rogachover, other way, and I'm finished, it says, I think he wants to say another interesting thing. I'm not sure, but because he doesn't spell it out, so I don't want to just put things in his words, but I have a feeling, a gut feeling, he means to say that he may allude to it. Tzuram, we said all along, means the rock, right? The strength, which refers to either Avram Avinu or to HaKadosh Baruch and the like. There's a statement in the Rogachover where possibly he's also meaning to say as follows. We just finished explaining the difference between a musgur and a mukhlet, a confined and a confirmed. A, co- a confirmed one, he's basically, it's, it, it, it has affected his etsem, his essence. It's not just his tzir, his external. Tzura means form and fashion, right? The form. Then there is the choymer, the matter, the essence. So it, I have a feeling that the Rogachava says it in one of his forum. It says, Hashem has only sold the Yid in an external fashion. Only the Tzura of the Yid is given away, is sold. But his essence was never sold away because his essence always remained pure and tar. Possibly the Rogachava also means that in one of his forum in the Sefer Ashlama. With this we end. Have a good night. Most Badamir was Plato's The Rambam discusses him. And the Rogachover says that that's precisely where the halacha dis- differs with him. The halacha differs with him. And Plato's uh, uh, theory was Kerach's theory. We'll discuss it when we come to Kerach. And at some, to, to a degree, Nodavahavi were mistaken with that theory. There is a theory. It could even be there are some Jewish philosophers who agree to it. Don't know. But the, the, the Rambam introduces it as Plato's theory. Okay? And the Rambam goes on to say that in the Torah it is not so. And he brings the principles how we find that in Torah it is not so. And I'll be Torah, it's wrong. But that's basically what the Meru Nebuchad does. He brings what the Greek philosophers say. Sometimes he'll, he'll agree to them to a, to a point. Sometimes it'll differ with them and, 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 and object to what they're saying. The Rogachover brings that, and with that he shows the, prop, the, Gmoris, the actions in, the, in relation to our share. Teres says, not if you did so, so, and so. The Gemara seems to say that only one of the things that did were correct, the two of the things were wrong. Says the Rogachover, yeah, that's what it says in Meru Nebuchim. That that's, that's Plato's theory. That's like a wrong, it's negative. That's why the Gemara says it's only mitzvahas. So basically, he's, he's taking a prince, a, a, a theory found in Meru Nebuchim. Now, I don't know, Alpid Torah, if you read that section of Meru Nebuchim, where you're reading where it says Plato's theory, you're reading his theory, if you'll make a Berkha Satera, I don't know, you have to ask a rock. I don't know what to say for you. But, uh, and that's another reason why, maybe, don't know. And that's another reason why a lot of people don't learn Meru Nebuchim for that reason, because they're not interested in what Plato says. But here, the Rabbi Shabbat basically is using him to show how, yeah, there's a machloikas, there's an issue of not of our view, and I don't understand Psukim, and that may have been a theory. We know it has Plato's theory, but because that's the reason we do some It could be it has a certain Torah at, up to a level, up to a point. Before Martin Torah, by not of our view, by Kairach. These are personalities of Chumash. According to the Rabbi Shabbat going, that's Kairach's theory, that's the Vavir's theory, etc., etc., and they were mistaken in Allah. So we know that it's Greek philosophy and Jewish philosophy. So it's like you say, I have to know Greek philosophy, who gives a hoot? But that's the way we know it, because we relate it that way. That's just the way we relate it. Relate it. But in, in the Sod, this theory, according to the Rabbi Chover, is, is, is preceded player. It's been before him. It's not about views, it's Kodach's theory. And, and in Chumash, that's the Machlokes of Moshe Rabbeinu and Kodach. So the Machlokes of the Rambo with Plato, is the Machlokes of Moshe Rabbeinu and Kodach. So it's true, it sounds like a little foreign. That's why many of you don't open the Merivuchim. But if you know how to relate to it, and it's used in a Torahic way, it's kosher, and that's what the Rogachava does. Um, and that's what he times Kirk was an Apocalypse. Like Plato, etc., etc., all of that kind of stuff.
I mean, he goes on and on, and it's unbelievable. It's phenomenal how he does, how he works with. Which, Agav, in relation to the Meir Nevuchim, there's a tire of work in the Rashivas on the Rebbe. I think it says in relation to the Semach Tzadik and the Rebbe Marash. You should know one thing. I want to tell you something. If you learn Torah, or you learn Torah, it's full of Meir Nevuchim. Tanya, etc. One of the Sifri Yisod for Chesidus is Meir Nevuchim. You understand? It's known that the Talmudim, the Alter Rebbe, had Chedorim. Grades, classes, right? Mm-hmm. For students, they were learned. What, what the, the top students had to be bulky, had to be well-read in Meir Nebuchim and the Kuzari, etc., etc., all of that. And then they first were suitable to hear his Maimorim. If they weren't capable of knowing what it says in the Meir Nebuchim and the Kuzari and all of those Jewish, what the Jewish philosophers thought, etc., etc., what they analyzed, they weren't able to come to hear a man from the Alter Rebbe. They didn't, weren't suitable to come to the Cheder. It's known, it's all recorded. This is original stuff. What am I trying to say? See, this is full of Meir Nebuchim. The Shaila is what you, how you relate to Meir Nebuchim. Do you know what it says? It says the Tayyar Azach. And I'm telling you, I see it, say that. It says in the Rishimis, the Rebbe, Tzemach Tzedek, says the Rebbe Marash, Lomer Zichzetzen, Obvashen the Meir Nebuchim. He made it, he had a kvies. He learned with the Meir Nebuchim. He learned with him the God of the perplexed. But he said, let's go rinse it. Let's go cool it down, wash it down. In other words, Basically, to take it in the right vein, in the right way, from the right perspective. See it the right way and take the right things out of it. Right? So, that's exactly what the Rebbe is doing. So, therefore, you'll find a reading principles of the Rebbe Chover, Ixidus, and Ixidus in the Rebbe Chover, but with a different twist. The Ixidus, the Dalta Rebbe, has taken the Meron of and used it in, and taken out the principles, the plucked out Ixidus from it. From, and the Rebbe Chover is, is used, the Yisidus, for halot. Etc. Etc. But it's it's mamish that kivun that's gone that same shita. They used Meir Nebuchim. They didn't take it face value. Face value. That's why people refrain from using it. But if you have the right rebbes who teach you how to use Meir Nebuchim, I don't learn Meir Nebuchim either. I look at Meir Nebuchim when the Rebbe Shabbos says to look at Meir Nebuchim. I look at Meir Nebuchim when the Alter Alter Rebbe says look at Meir Nebuchim. But the, all the terminology it's all there. Look at the sikhs as full to references of Meir Nebuchim. Why? Because it's. It's all incorporated in the, in the philosophy, what the Rebbe wants to convey. So you need to learn Meru Nebuchim, but you have to make that version. You get it? It's a tire of board. You know, he brings out the, 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 the gist of, 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 of how to use the Meru what you meant to do with the Meru Nebuchim. And, and that's why it's also understood why yeshiva lies. In certain communities, in certain circles, they, they refrain from using Meru Nebuchim. They did not handle it because they didn't have the tools. Why? Because they didn't learn it. Chassidus Chabad or Chassidus, etc., which, which took those principles and, and elaborated and, and saw different perspectives in those, in those premises and, and the core issues. So say, what do you need, Plato? It's, I stopped saying Plato because he said a potent, I said Plato because I repeated the words of the Rabbi Chabad, but I mean, it's as But, etc. But he, he builds out Gvaldic things from it. Emes Nishnigay Plato, Abadanish. Emes Nishnigay Kerach, Emes Nishnigay Melavavil. To appreciate more what I say, it's a pity because, like you once said, it's a pity we can't read the text. We don't read the text. We should. I don't know when. When is it going to happen? I said a few minutes earlier. Yeah, what else? <laughs> Who's going to come on time? Who's going to come earlier? You could have done five minutes. Okay, good night. Fine. Wasn't it? Or maybe a separate session for that. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. You know how long tonight's cheer is two lines in the Rukhishavar. You know, so you have to do a bit of homework. I'll be honest with you. I did a fair bit of homework. Because sometimes to really to appreciate what he says also, you need all of that, you know, background information. But even just to pick up what he's talking about, you know. Anyway, Sigit. Actually, this I remembered from years ago. I had this, this bookmark. I don't know if it's yours or mine, but whatever, it's a bookmark, not yours. You must drop me off some bookmarks. Anyway, whatever you call it. The Iker is, I remembered, I once I saw this, like two, three years ago, and I looked at it, and it looked interesting. It, no, it didn't look familiar. This, and I knew, I remember in the back of my mind that I made a, made a mark on the book. I had to learn something, something interesting. And this is it. It looks like it's like it's novel. He says a lot of these kind of things. You once spoke about this kind of this this concept from the Rogachov or other ways. Even this, this the way he discusses this Indian, right? 
It's also, I mean, it has a, a lot of Yisoyedes, in Yonah, it, would, it could sound like a mime room, it sounds like Chassidus, right? But it's, it's different phraseology, different terminology, it's different, he's, he's using different jargon. But it's, it's Mamish the same Yisoyedes, Mamish the same Yisoyedes. That's why a lot of people... He's using Yeshivish, Yeah, but that's why I can handle it, you get it? That's why a lot of people refrain from coming here to Rabbi Trevor too. That's another mm. problem they have. Because I Baruch Hashem learned Chassidus and learned Chassidus. And yeah, so rather lately, I start learning Chassidus a little bit more. Because I say, you know, I better keep up, keep my learning Chassidus in order to appreciate the Rabbi Trevor. That's bad. But frequently, regularly. Besides the fact that he's using Lashonis of Seyvim Kolal and Mamalav, he uses it. Etzim is Pashtus, but these are all, see, these are all, these are all Kabbalah expressions or, or Mechkav. That's Jewish, that's, that's, that's the Kira. That's uh, the Jewish philosophy. Philosophers use that. Rabbi Sadi going, etc., all of that stuff. So, there's certain, you know, there's certain concepts which are like standard jargon in Chassidus Chabad, and people don't come near it as if they're, they're, they're expressions of Chassidus Chabad, which is bubblizers. They have their origins in Mamish, in Igdoni Yisrael, you know what I mean? So but just Kabbalah. like they don't, it's Kabbalah or, 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 or for the Jewish philosophers, it's Rabbi Sadi going and the like. Love that the Kabbalah even. Yeah. Kabbalah is like another opinion, another level to that. But I'm saying this portrait, it's like I say, the Meru Nebuchim, and how to explain the Meru Nebuchim, the Avoid is Hashem and the Meru Nebuchim. That's what the Chassidus Chabad did. Which all going through, it's just one parrot. Oh, there's no question about it. But that's why, that's why the Rebbe was, again, that's, we, we, the whole methodology is that the Rambam and Meru Nebuchim is not a different Rambam from Sefer Yad it's the same Rambam. And if you know Marunov, we don't understand the Rambam well. It goes both ways. It goes all together. Others, there's different schools of thought to say, like we've mentioned. The Yavit says, <laughs> you look at the Marunov, we can't be the halachist. This man is not a halachist. You get it? They make him like a split personality. He's a different kind of guy. But by us, it's all one and could, 100%.